0: Midwest Guys presents
1: The Night's Watch A Game of Thrones Podcast
2: Night gathers and now my watch begins I am the sword in the darkness I am the watcher on the walls I am the shield that guards the realm of men We watch, we listen, and we remember The past is already written, the ink is dry I thought he was the man to lead us through the night.
1: I Show them what Lannisters are.
2: We do to our enemies. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Yeah. I believe men of talent have a part to play in the war for come I would never serve the Black. Right. You could help another climb those steps and take that scene. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. They have no idea what's going to happen. The real war is between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, the dead are coming.
0: Hello everybody and welcome back to 4 Midwest Guys presents the Night's Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast. Today we'll be reviewing episode 6, Beyond the Wall, season 7, episode 6, Beyond the Wall. And here to help me do that is
1: my brother Aaron. Hey man, how's it going?
0: Pretty good, how you doing man? I'm
1: alright. Good, good.
0: So, uh, a very big episode, I would say. Um, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot happening. A lot going on beyond the wall. Yeah. A lot of White Walkers, a lot of dead people.
1: I mean, you have zombie bears, that's kind of cool.
0: Zombie polar bears, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty
1: cool. So,
0: alright, so let's get into it, because there's a lot to get through. So, uh, right off the bat, there's kind of a cool use of the, uh, the map at Dragonstone, kind of like they're kind of doing their own version of the map that you see at the beginning of the the credits kind of like a zoom up through. Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of a neat use of
1: it. Oh yeah. It's a nice little play on the opening credits and it's kind of like self referral and it's, it's well done. Yeah.
0: Good way to fill about five ten seconds. So Mm.
1: So I'm not really sure if you need it, but it is kind of just a nice use of the environment and kind of showcasing everything.
0: I think so. And it kind of, you know, shows where they were and where they went kind of in the same feel. Yeah. So, um, so first, uh, we open up, uh, be after the map scene, uh, we go to, uh, the, basically them wandering around in the mountains beyond the wall. Um, kind of the first thing I took from the scene is Gendry, I guess, reveals that he's never seen snow before. Yeah. So he's kind of, uh, new to the whole cold environment, I yeah, guess.
2: Yeah. Like
1: they start having a conversation about how you don't freeze your falls off, essentially. Yeah.
0: Which is pretty funny too. It's like.
1: Yeah. I mean, this really was a good opportunity where they made use of like different characters interacting with each other and kind of playing off each other, and it it did it very
0: well. It did really well. I love Tormund's line. It's like, well, how do you stay so warm? Well,
1: walking's good. Fighting's better. Fucking's best. Yeah. You really wouldn't think that's the case since, you know, that generally requires less clothing. Yeah. So you would assume that uh, certain things would be getting in the way of each other.
0: You would think, but uh, it was a good line, and (laughs) he's like, there isn't a woman in here for miles. Well, you just have to make do with what we got. and <laughs> Gendry just doesn't know how to take him at all. It's all yeah. hilarious.
1: I don't feel like a lot of people really know how to take Tormund in this episode. <laughs> Not really. Because <laughs> then it like, switches later on to uh, him talking to the Hound about Brienne of
0: Later, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and once again, the Hound is just like, how the fuck have you survived so, so long? long. <laughs> I'm good at killing people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Next part, though, is, uh, again, Tormund, though, he kind of turns to John in this whole scene, and it's like, well, what about the dragon queen? And he's like, well, she wants me to bend the knee.
1: Yeah.
0: And he makes a good point here. He's like, well, you know, there was the king beyond the wall at one point.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, he's proud, never bent his knee to anyone or never served anyone. Yep. Now look at him. He's dead.
0: Mance Ryder, look what happened to him, and how many of his people died because he refused to bend the knee. Yeah, because so he actually
1: makes an argument for like it's the better thing to do for his people. For his people, yeah. yeah.
0: So, kind of making a point there. Um, next part of the in the scene that was interesting was the uh, Gendry kind of making amends with uh, uh, Thoros and Beric.
1: Oh, is this the pit uh, where he's like? later, like, you tried to kill me and sell me off. Well, it's expensive. What's expensive? We need money. And then the hound comes up, and he's like, oh, see this guy? He died six times. You don't hear him bitching. bitching about it. It's
0: it's always the hound that comes around. It's like the hound's main job and focus of every scene that he's in is to come up to somebody and go, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> yeah, just be a general <laughs> just, asshole. Just yeah. shut the fuck up. No, really. Though so Admittedly, I, I do find this bit a little funny. Just, like... This dude died six times. You don't hear him complaining he about it every he's not, moment. He's not bitching about it. So yeah.
0: Get over it. <laughs> yeah. I think he used a word I never heard before, too. What was it? W- winging or winging? Widging. That's it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah what the hell is that? I, that that was a new one. I had my vocabulary. Did you, did you was use not, the dictionary
1: to look that one up?
0: I didn't look it up, but I just assumed that it is a real word. So, yeah. You know. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the scene ends with... Uh, kind of a cool scene between John and Jorah and he basically offers back up uh, Longclaw back to Jorah because Jorah is a Mormont and yeah um,
1: like his the son of the former owner former, and yeah. right yeah it's actually kind of a nice little no you, you were the one that was there and he gave it to you mm-hmm. sort of moment
0: it was yours he said I and Jorah because I you know I broke my father's heart I just brought disgrace to my house yeah I forfeit any chance of ever having this sword so, yeah
1: yeah um, it was a nice little moment and it actually it kind of like, Jorah's never been, like, a super asshole character, but it, it is kind of a nice moment, you actually see him acting kind of an honorable sort of way. Yeah, very
0: honorable. It's like he's always making up for that one mistake he made way back well, when. Well, I mean, it, it was probably years yeah. worth
1: of mistakes. But, right. Like, he probably didn't just try to sell slaves the one time. but got caught. Yeah. Like, he, he probably did it for a bit.
0: For quite a while, that's yeah, true.
1: He's, he has seemed like a character that's tried to redeem himself from
0: that. Yeah, whether it's serving... Danny, even though he technically, I guess, was a spy yeah. sent to kill Danny, but still, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cool, cool moment for yeah. for the both of them. Yeah,
1: it definitely is,
0: and uh, you really get to see the interaction between the characters and how they actually are a lot, yeah, more in common than they are it's different, really.
1: Well, I mean, know? sort of at the it's same so- time, they're they're able to bicker with each other, nothing.
0: Else. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Um, they they kind of become this. From not so band of brothers as like we called them at the end of the last podcast to more of a band of brothers yeah, by the it was end like of it. The,
1: I think we jokingly referred to this the hateful eight or the, the hateful seven, seven
0: or I'm whatever. Sure. Yeah, no. sinister seven.
1: Yeah, no.
0: Um, but yeah,
1: yeah. So but yeah, they, it's, it's kind of a bonding thing before they're attacked and Die. you know, yeah, killed off.
0: Also, is it just me or is it the the this? this the Star Trek guy that wore the red shirt in Game of Thrones is anybody that wears a hood. Did you notice that?
1: Oh, where two guys got killed off, and you're like, who the fuck were they, they anyway?
0: Right, they were just members of the, the North, or the Wildlings. Yeah. Wildlings.
1: They were just random people you had no in, knowledge of, except for the one dude. The one dude, like, cleric, you knew. Yeah. But, like, the other two, you're like, I don't know who this but, one
0: Right, be. and it was like, they were all had hoods up. So yeah. that, that was like their distinguished moment. It's like that's their that's the Star Trek red shirt, I guess, for that's the Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones version red shirt. Red
1: shirt. Didn't the uh, like yeah. when the modern Star Trek's changed that up to where they started killing off the yellow shirts instead of the uh, red shirts?
0: I think there wasn't one of the movies they switched it up maybe yeah. once, but they did stay true to it the first time around. Yeah. So, but yeah, still. So yeah, it was just an observation I made. I was like, oh, okay, mm. it, it's the red shirt. If you wear a hood, you're dead.
1: Kind of. Which is (laughs) a shame. Hoods are comfy. And also, it's cold. Why wouldn't you wear a hood? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right?
0: All right. So, next scene uh, Winterfell, uh, Arya confronts Sansa. Um, So, end of last episode, obviously, you know, Sansa or Arya gets that scroll Mm. from Littlefinger who plants it for her. Yeah. Sort of. And obviously, the scroll is, you know, Sansa saying that she's going to. Asking Rob to come bend the
1: knee, essentially yeah. to save her that to it, it's okay. The Lesters killed Dad. He deserved it, mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Or I well, mean, this
0: is just before even was killed. they were like, this is one chance to save him. Oh right? yeah. Before Joffrey went crazy, and
1: well, Joffrey, kind of an asshole from the first time you meet him. True. So decides to have him. You just give him more power as the show goes on. He yeah, dies
0: because they had a kind of a political solution. They were going to send Ned to the wall. You mm. know, and uh, that was kind of their way of getting rid of him and yeah. still keeping everybody happy. Yeah. Instead, Joffrey cuts off his head and starts the war of the five kings, you know. Pretty much, because
1: yeah. he's an asshole. He is an asshole. Yeah. Exactly. I was.
0: <laughs> but anyway, back to the scene. Uh, Arya, she's all, she starts with that whole scene about her father watched her shoot the arrow, even though mm. she wasn't supposed to.
1: And Yeah, it actually was kind of a nice little background story, because yeah. it really talks about how... Ned really did kind of see her for what she wanted to be and, like, really kind of understood what his daughter. And, like, kind of, like, even though it wasn't something she was supposed to do, he still kind of appreciated it. And oh, like, yeah. You know, he was proud of her.
0: He was very proud of her, you know. And it, it was, and I think the big line to take away from that was it wasn't it wasn't wrong, the rules were wrong. And yeah. that's how she put it. And yeah,
1: it's a very weirdly feminist little bit for a show that, you know, has kind of been a little mixed on that.
0: It has. It has. Uh, um, but, uh, so yeah, so, uh, then she goes, of course, you know, I didn't help kill dad like you did with yeah. the help of the Lannisters and really kind of catches Sansa off guard yeah. with that. Um, then she rereads the scroll to her, even though she tells her not to. Yeah. and uh, Just kind of.
1: Yeah. There's a, a really funny moment when they talking about like, really did they, how did they force you to do this? Like, and even though like we know the background story, we see that she was kind of almost felt imprisoned in the situation, but then they get into discussion of, like, well, what would the other lords of the north feel about that? And she's like, I was a child. Do you feel like Lady Mormont would look upon you would, that? Right. She's like, was well, yeah. Because Lady Mormont will take no shit.
0: Well, yeah, because Sansa's like, well, I was a child. I was, you know, they said that they were going, that they would help, that, you know, they wouldn't kill father. Mm. And she's like, well, you believed him, dumbass. And, yeah. You know, essentially just. Throwing it right back in her face the whole yeah, time.
1: Just being yeah. super aggressive about it because yeah. kind of pissed off about it because it's not like they, they're sisters, they get along, but they're also kind of rivals and argue yeah. with each other a lot. And a lot. Like certain family members do.
0: And she even went as far as to say, you betrayed you, know, you betrayed us and you betrayed our family. You yeah. betrayed dad. You know, yeah. you betrayed Ned. And-,
1: and from her standpoint, it could feel that way. And that's understandable to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, and then Sansa, of course, tries to go back at her and says, well, you're here because of me. I'm the one that really won the Battle of the Bastards.
1: Yeah, uh, John know. wouldn't have survived. Yeah. John didn't win the battle. The North didn't win the battle. The I art veil that I brought, brought won, won the battle. battle. Yeah, yeah. and there is a certain truth to that, that it is Always. her being political that had won that war from
0: them. It's very true, uh, even though Littlefinger is really kind of behind it. But yes, mm. it's, it, it when you really think about it, yeah, it is Sansa that wins the battle. It, or at least plays
1: a large, large, large role.
0: Yeah. And uh, it also lends to Credence really to Arya on her point that she, that Sansa, re, you know, resents John in a lot of ways and wants to rule.
1: Yeah. Well, because you also have that aspect where Sansa went through so much she might feel like that is what is owed her in some yeah.
0: ways. Yeah, and she even brings that up. She says, I went through hell, you'll never know what I went through. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and she's obviously her big thing though. with The scroll though is she's scared of the Northerners and yeah, what they'll think.
1: Because I think they bring this up in a later conversation. Mm-hmm. But she talks about how finicky the Northerners are. Yes, like how they hated John, but then they voted him king, and then they're questioning at the moment he's gone. And
0: right, exactly. And it's
1: it, it's one little thing might sway you know their approval.
0: And it it's a valid point, really. I mean, it is.
1: And for someone who's ha- had to grow up in such a political scenario as she has mm-hmm. it's understandable she would look at it from that point of view yes. and know what that that's something you have to balance at all times
0: i just don't think she, i think it, yeah she's she's aware politically of what's going on i just don't know if she gives the northerners enough credit cuz the northerners aren't quite the king's landing people they're not quite as they're
1: not not as, as working behind your back
0: they're more about loyalty and about, But they're very
1: open about their grievances. They're open about their grievances. you look at King's Landing and it's very working behind the seems, scenes to deal with your grievances.
0: Yes, where the Northers are very loyal and they're all about the loyalty and stuff. Mm. And whether and the betrayal is a big thing to them. Yeah. The North remembers. That's always the big line, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, so she has a valid reason to be scared, really. Yeah,
1: because if and, they do view it that way... and as her not trying to protect the North and her family, but is actually working for the Lannisters. Mm -hmm. And she also made an argument. She was married off to two people that were their enemies.
0: Yeah, she brings that up in a later scene. We'll get to but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a fair point as well. That's a big point, really. Um, So next scene, we're back beyond the wall again, and you're going to see a lot of this in this episode. We'll talk about this. It's like... Where we start off beyond the wall, we go somewhere else, and we come back yeah. to beyond the
1: wall. Well, essentially, the beyond the wall is the big, the big, the big area. The big this, story. Yeah. Right. It's the main story after the episode, and that makes sense. So, yeah, you, you go back to it a lot, and you just kind of cut off from it to kind of give you a little break from it and right. go right back to it.
0: Yep. So we open with, uh this scene is the Hound and Tormund. We've already talked about this a little bit. And and uh, the Hound brings up the word dick, and he's like, Dick? Oh, you mean dick. You know, cock. Oh, I like it.
1: I, yeah. I, I bet you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that is kind of the hound That's of humor of that. Yeah. But uh, then it kind of transfers to, like, talking about, like, bread. oh, never really tasted it myself, but I I like pussy myself. I
0: like pussy myself. And speaking of pussy, there's a big woman I love. And yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have tall, gigantic Fantastic
2: children.
0: Monsters that would rule the world and conquer <laughs> them. Uh, just and I love the line he even uses where he goes, "Brian of Tarth? Oh, you know her. <laughs> we met. met her. Well, in that case, you know, and he's like, She'd sooner carve out your liver. Oh, you do know her. Yeah. <laughs> he's just excited every time.
1: Yeah, just like the more it comes, <laughs> it comes up, up, the more he's like, yes. Yes. She's amazing. I, mean, I love it. Every bit of it. Ah. Well, it's funny because you go back to previous episodes and you like see her just beating the shit out of the one dude. And he's like, oh, you're a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Even just in that situation, it's like, I'd love fighting with her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, it's just that... that what was this? Like, um,
1: she like tapped him in the balls or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what he goes. He just like collapses. Yes, You're the luckiest
0: man in the world. Whispers over to him. Oh, <laughs> Hilarious. Love that whole uh, oh. And it's all improvised, apparently, too, which I love even better that yeah. they created
1: all this on that. The he's ground. just like, I really like <laughs> the storyline.
0: Yeah. Keep going
1: with it. In his defense, Gwendolyn Chrissy is actually quite attractive.
0: So well, and it's it's funny because it's just a it's it's good off balance humor to what's really some yeah. serious shit going
1: down. You yeah, know? it's a more personal, subtle sort, sort of thing. thing yeah.
0: yeah, oh, I'd like to get to undo that bow and get to know you. You know, kind yeah. of that kind of flyer to it. But um, so next is uh, Barrack and John kind of talk to each other. You know, he basically says, "Well, you know, your father sent me to hunt the mountain." Mm. and I heard there's, you know, priestess brought you back to life. She's brought, I've been back to life six times, by the way. Yeah. You know, he's trying to make some, I'll talk with him, yeah. essentially.
1: So we both died at one point or another.
0: Yeah, we've both been brought back by the mm. same person or same religion, and, you know. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like a lot of these conversations with him actually end up sounding really similar, though. Yes. And you start having those conversations of, oh, I don't know why I was brought back. Yeah. It was like, that's cool and all, and like, I'm glad it's in a different scenario, but like, a lot of his conversations end up being really, really similar.
0: Yeah, but they're, you know, he's they're philosophical, you know, in this sort case. Of. Yeah, because he's like, do you know what, why, why are we fighting for? What mm. are you fighting for, Barak? He's like, I fight for life. Mm. Death is the enemy. Yeah. He's like, well, don't you die in the end? Well, the enemy wins in the end, but you have to keep fighting him. Yeah, You know, and you still need to fight it. And that's when John makes the, uh, where the... Uh, defenders of uh, defenders of the realm you know the guardians against the, uh, the he does the whole uh, speech from the uh, the night's watch I can't remember yeah. right now
1: watch on the wall
0: I'm the shield that guards the realm of men that's yeah. it so they make that connection there yeah. too which is
1: yeah which is actually a good line it was like, it, it was well placed
0: yeah and then as soon as they're done with that conversation the hound finally sees his arrowhead mountain that he's been looked, they saw in his vision a few like yeah. in episode 2 so yeah
1: so, like they're uh they're near whatever they're looking for, I guess. Yeah, even the hound says we're close. Yeah. He's like,
0: "Yeah, this is it. This is what I saw." Um, next scene is Danny and Tyrion a Dragonstone. Um,
1: I thought this was actually a really fun scene.
0: It was a good scene,
1: and it's like it, it's just watching the dynamic between like Tyrion and Danny. At some point, it becomes really interesting because of how they relate to each other.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really Tyrion trying to. Do what Barris told him, right? It's mm. like you like got trying to, to
1: persuade her, yeah. like trying to like be a good—I don't know—not like role model, but like well, trying a good to be advisor. A, yeah, yeah, a good advisor.
0: He's like you've got to, you know. Barris is like you've got to make her listen better, you yeah. know, and, and, and advise her better and persuade yeah, her.
1: Better. But it, she's also the one that kind of initiates the conversation because he's just kind of sitting
2: there. Yeah, scene
0: Well, it, it's funny she because she's like she's resenting the fact that John and Jorah went on this. She's like, I like you because you're not a hero. Yeah, and he's like, well. What kind of a hero? Now, wait a minute. <laughs> it's
1: like, I thought of the Battle of Blackwater? This... Yeah. What it was are like, you talking like, about? I'm not saying you're not brave, but you're not stupid, stupid brave. brave.
0: And she goes on about Drago and Dario and Jorah and John. They all do stupid things, trying to want up each other to be yeah. better heroes, blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> I think there's also that joke about John being kind of short for a hero.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, and basically Tyrion says, you know, he kind of looks at you longingly. He likes you, you know that, in, in his own way. And she's like, he's too little for me. that, that That's not what I meant.
1: <laughs> just a little, you know, little, another reference to Tyrion being small. Small.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah, things being small. Anyway. <laughs> and then the conversation turns. She kind of changes the conversation at that point. She goes, well, you know, I'm yeah. going to be meeting your sister soon. Mm. What do you think about that? You know, what, well, she's
1: a raging cunt, but <laughs> she she would she will try to kill you. She will try. To,
0: she'll try to kill you, but she'll torture you first, just yeah. so you know. And I wouldn't underestimate her. In fact, I think we should go with the the Thraki, the Unsullied, and three dragons. And if she touches you, we'll burn King's Landing down. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> so she? Do you think she's laying a trap?
1: Oh, definitely is, right? Yeah, right. Definitely,
0: definitely. is. Definitely. And she's wondering what trap we set for her. And then she's like, well, are we laying a trap? Yeah. And, and Tyrion's just like, well, if we should if you want to build a better world and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he and, more know, or less
1: yeah. makes the let's take the high road argument. Yeah, pretty and much. I don't think he's wrong because more or less you look at his strategy since Daenerys landed, it is kind of we have to take the higher road. We have to build a better world than what we... You know, entered
0: you essentially. Have, you have to walk the walk as well as talk the
1: talk. Yeah. Is basically, you can't just be a tyrant in wartime and then expect people to treat you like a peaceful benefactor in, you know, in peace. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I agree. That's, it's been his, his strategy's not only been an effective, try to be an effective military strategy, but it's, it's to planning do
1: it, for actually ruling. Ruling, yes. And I actually think that makes sense because you look at Tyrion, you could almost make an argument he does ruling better than he does wartime. Not that he's been particularly bad in wartime scenarios, but you look at him, you know, in a ruling scenario when he was like hand of the king in King's Landing, mm-hmm. or like when he actually was kind of helping the one city when Danny was away. Right. He actually does handle that situation very well. And he understands that the actions you make now are going to impact that down the road.
0: It's going to reflect as how people view you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh it I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I just think he's I think he's he's thinking too far ahead right now. I think
1: he's there's an argument for it. Like he's, he's, he's lim- limiting his current actions by what? Yes, by the future.
0: By the future, he's he's looking too far term because he really pushes this issue with with Danny when it comes to, um, you know, number one, he he says, "I told my brother I would keep you in check," and she's mm-hmm. like, "What do you mean by keep me in check?" And really, kind of starts off kind of poorly with her. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you know, you have kind of lost Very your temper." Very few her.
1: people take kindly to being told they're going to be Captain Jack.
0: Yeah, Cersei might provoke you, FYI, and
1: and she's know. like, "All right, I kind of see it. Don't mention it again." Yeah, but I kind of see, see it.
0: it, you know. And then she he kind of reprimands her about burning the Tullys again, and it's like it's a it's a done deal. She's already done it. Why bring it back up? I actually you
1: know? think that's actually a good point on his part, though. Like giving an instance of her losing her anger of saying, yeah, you could, had to kill the father, that's fine, but you could have spared the son, you could have sent him the wall, you could have left him in chains for a couple of days to change their mind. Right. You acted brashly in that scenario where we could have had greater gains down the road had we acted more calmly.
0: Indeed, and then he transfers, he even goes a step further with that, and he goes, you need to see the things the way your enemies do, so you can anticipate their actions. you yep. got to think like
1: they do. Which isn't a bad point.
0: Yeah, and then he tries to... Soften the tone a little bit, and he goes, I believe in you and the world you want to build, but the world you want to build will take your lifetime and probably then some.
2: Yeah. And then
1: he also makes that good line, like, you want to break the wheel, but you want to make sure it stays broken. broken.
0: Right. And then this is probably where he takes a step too far, because he starts talking about, well... Who's your who's your successor going to be? Because mm. you can't have children. There are other ways to do it. Mm. You know, the, even the Ironborn have a strange way of doing it.
1: Yeah, but it's, I actually don't. You know, you look at Tyrion; he's clearly playing a long game, he where is. a lot of people aren't. But and I yeah. think that is a benefit. But I can see your point where that's not necessarily something you need to talk about in the moment. Right at that. But moment. At the same time, though, is that kind of a red flag for Daenerys? Well, when you're talking about how do you right. have someone succeed you, when we're entering into like a giant warlike period, right?
0: Exactly. It's 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 he's sowing the seeds of doubt in her own mind against himself. In this point, he's,
1: I don't know if it's meant to sow seeds of doubt. I don't, He really isn't talking about what do you do if we lose this war. He's talking about like, well, after we win, we need to talk about how we actually continue to rule because this is going to be a very long process. And it's
0: a fair point. I just think he brought it up too soon. And I think mm-hmm. in this
1: and you've already pushed Well I think her. even she kind of feels that way. Yeah. She mentions like, no, we'll talk about that after I wear the crown.
0: And I think he's he's pushed her too far and already or he's kinda of pushed her to her limit to begin with. And then adding that just really pushes mm-hmm. her even further. And like I said, in, it creates this whole seeds of doubt in her where I think she's starting to lose a little faith in him because his military plans haven't gone real well, for, well, to start with.
1: Not super well.
0: She still likes him hmm. and still trusts him, but this conversation does not help him at all. By I the think end it of,
1: does up until that point. Yeah. I actually think even when she's talking about her like losing her cool, she actually sees mm-hmm. what he's saying. Like she understands, you know, like the concept, and she, you know, is giving some credibility to it. But
0: I mean, she has to shut him down, and she has to say it twice. She says, when I wear the crown, we'll talk about my secession." End of story.
1: Yeah, you know, he,
0: the fact that she has to do
1: that, I think he. Pushed, well, I think that's. I think he's he was really an emotional pushed, subject.
0: It like. is. It is. It's because it, you know,
1: because that that's fair. Really, I mean, yeah. talking about like, well, you don't even have like the crown yet, and you're talking about like, well, what do you want to do when you die? That way, you know, we make sure we still have a path to go forward. Yeah, but it it makes sense to plan for that in the long term, and it really does. It's just not only in a, are you going to have a clear successor? You don't prevent more fighting. You don't just restart a war of five, you know, clans or yeah. whatever. Like you don't have every you know regent more or less taking claim. You don't. It's
0: just and, and it, like I said, it's a valid point. I just think in that moment and that time, oh, yeah, I think, War timing. Yeah, he's he's stuck. He's stuck in fast forward mode too much. I think yeah. he needs to live in the now just a little bit more. Oh
1: well, yeah, but it's interesting balance. because like after the one battle, you know, with the um, caravan, you really, with the exception of Euron Greyjoy's naval fleet, he they've already taken a pretty big hit to like Cersei and the Lannisters' army. Oh yeah, you take down the navy and. It really is kind of just they're surrounded. And yeah. even the Lannisters kind of, even with the Navy, feel like they're currently surrounded.
0: Yeah. In fact, I'm kind of surprised they didn't turn to the Navy next after she took them down at the Battle of the Lutron. Yeah, honestly,
1: the dragons would be fucking perfect for yeah. taking that down, wouldn't they? Three
0: dragons, you just, you scorched that fleet. Yeah. You know, you find them and
1: you scorch them. I mean, worst case scenario, if they're survivors, it's going to take them a long fucking time to rebuild those boats.
0: But yeah, that's a pretty big fleet. Yeah. Know? So if you take that out of the equation. And I mean,
1: like. They can't have that many fucking trees left on the islands.
0: Well, even if they got the trees from the mainland, like you said, it would take too long to rebuild. Mm. You know, it would take months and months and months, at least, if yeah. not
1: years. And that's a, just depending on, like, how many people you have survived.
0: Right. And, you know, who's to say she wouldn't attack the shipyards, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't do that.
1: Um, yeah, actually, that has been a bad life it was expecting to happen this season, and we haven't seen it yet. No.
0: And it, it, it's, I'm sure it's... Well,
1: I mean, especially because, like, you actually it. have Grey Worms stranded, like, in, um, Castorley Rock. Not
0: yeah, that. yeah, they on are at Casterly Rock right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you would assume, like, actually opening up, uh, like, transportation for them that they don't have to walk across the fucking yeah. mainland... Makes a lot of sense. Well,
0: you would think, and I, I guess it's just for story plot purposes, but yeah, I really thought in this episode or in some very, you know, or at least by the season finale that she burns the fleet down, but yeah, but obviously they've changed direction rather quickly and have turned to all the White, White Walkers, Walkers. Yeah, yeah, much quicker than I thought. Yeah,
1: so, honestly, I was expecting that to really pick up next season.
0: Yeah, I really thought that this season was all about okay, it's gonna be the war with the Lannisters, and mm. you're going to keep seeing them creep closer and closer, and then next season it's going to be whoever's left versus the White Walkers. Yeah. But obviously, no, it's much more complicated than that now. It's mm. everybody not trusting everybody necessarily to fight yeah. the White Walkers, and which makes a better story. Yeah. So, I'm all for it. Um, Alright, so next scene, we're back beyond the wall again, and this is where they encounter
1: the White Walker polar bear. Yeah, which is a Pretty badass polar bear.
0: Yeah, so, in the middle of a snowstorm, they see a polar bear, and Gendry goes, do polar bears have blue
1: eyes? <laughs> Is that actually what he says? Yeah, he's like... I don't remember
0: that. Do, do they have blue eyes? And he's like, eh, I don't think so. And yeah. then you see a charge at them.
1: Well, I thought they like, heard a noise, and like they're looking around first before they actually see the bear, right? Uh, yeah, they
0: see the bear in the distance. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Gendry says, "Does it have blue eyes?" It starts charging at them, and I think there's actually two of them because another one comes out of the nowhere. Either the damn thing is really, really fast, mm. or there was a second bear because it comes oh, just out of. I assumed they
1: cut from a different angle.
0: Maybe to me, it just seemed like there was a second bear because even though we only see one attack, yeah. but it comes out of blindsides them essentially. Yeah. Makes short work of three of our hooded lackeys. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um Hound still f- apparently fears fire, though, because... Yeah,
1: but it is kind of cool seeing, like, the fire swords, like, start up. Yeah. And you start you seeing see them f- attack with you it.
0: You see Thoros and Barrack light their swords up, mm-hmm. um, and, which is really cool. So and
1: it's, it's actually really cool, because you don't really see them in fights too often.
0: Yeah, and it catches the bear on fire, obviously.
1: Yeah, but it's then funny, because then you just have this bear on fire, still just like, like fuck it, I'm going to kill you all. Well,
0: it's a dead bear anyway, so... Yeah. but um, We're
1: not really sure how well it feels, but it's had enough fur to catch on fire. Fire, right.
0: Yeah. And seeing that fire, it comes up against the hound. The hound has its chance to attack. Yeah. He has its chance. To, he doesn't. He just kind of stares at it. Yeah. Like he mesmerized. He out. Yeah, like his fear of that fire is still there. Mm. Even after everything he's been through and seen. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, it's a childhood trauma. I mean. Yeah. It, it, it might kick out.
0: And really, though, for his fear, though, Thoros ends up paying the price. I mean, he ends up getting his chest and stomach kind of bit open,
1: essentially. Yeah, he's more or less mauled. Yeah. But, I mean, he's been a fun drunk up to this point. Yes. And even now, he's still like, yeah, give me a drink.
0: And it was pretty cool. He took a big drink, and he's like, okay, do it. And they take the fire sword and temporarily patch him up by, you know, cauterizing his wounds. Yeah.
1: Well, what is it like? There's an old uh, war movie, I think it might be platoon, like, uh, where they take, like, like, uh, gunpowder from a cartridges and, like, put it on a wound and, like, start it on fire.
0: Yeah, they do it in, uh, I think it's Rambo 3, too. Yeah. Do they do yeah, it? Yeah, he no. gets, like, shot with an arrow or something. And, and they
1: use it to, like, patch like, ups yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he ends up cauterizing. I mean, like, it's a nice extra use for the sword. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, cauterizing agent. Yeah, that's, that's kind of nifty. It's a first aid. What
0: do you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, it was a cool scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it definitely was. Like, yeah. It is definitely nice seeing, like, it's almost like a mini-boss. In, in a way, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's just a, this monster you're not expecting to see, and it's it, pretty fucking cool.
0: And yeah, I think it's the first time we see an animal that's a white walking animal really I think
1: we might have seen them a few times before just never like in battle
0: I don't think I ever I don't remember because that they,
1: they have the white walkers like the night king have like the horses and such
0: Okay yeah the horses that's true but outside of the horses I think this is the first time we've ever seen any kind of animal that's a white walker so
1: I don't know I feel like we've seen a few others I just don't remember them being like serious threats. I don't remember
0: seeing like wolves or anything that were white walkers No we haven't seen wolves Yeah so but because um, I think that would be the only big thing you could have.
1: I thought we saw like some north. birds or something though. White Walker birds? Yeah, I thought so.
0: I don't remember that. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, it was a nice, cool scene, like a mini boss, like you said, yeah. like the first real test to fight yeah. together. I mean,
1: this is the first time you really see um, Gendry uses hammer and like kind of mm-hmm. actually attack the bear and such.
0: And it's and honestly, they're. Pretty much outclassed by the damn bear. I mean, yeah, the bear's
1: kicking ass. Yeah,
0: I mean, if they didn't have the flaming swords, I'm not sure they would no, yeah, really? have
1: won. No, no, you have a, you have five of those fucking bears, man. They're gonna take, take down an, an army. army. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just like whoa. So
1: yeah, it is defense. It's a pretty large fucking bear.
0: It is. It's a huge mammoth.
1: And it's it's not gonna die like a normal bear. It's already a fucking zombie bear. It's a zombie
0: bear. Just have to kill anything, obviously. Because yeah. a normal polar bear probably would have kept walking in the distance. This one mm. sees them and. Boom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right. So next, we're back uh, back at uh, uh, Winterfell, and it's uh, Sansa and Littlefinger uh, plot against Arya. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I really want Littlefinger to die. I'm so sick of that guy. I,
1: I mean, he's been around since season one.
0: I know, and I knew this was coming.
1: And I mean, it, he, he's been very tactful about how he like uses his energy, though. He's like, there's a dude, reason like he's lasted this long.
0: Here's what I would do. This I wouldn't kill him, but I would. You know what I would do to him? I would cut off his fucking hands and I would cut off his tongue.
1: Take would you away leave his little finger. No, no. I'd leave him. Little no, finger doesn't even get to keep his little finger. No,
0: I'd leave him no way to communicate. Make him <laughs> he can't write. He can't do nothing. So no what if he like
1: just communicates through blinking, like Morse code?
0: Oh, okay, take out his eyes. I don't know, but the guy. <laughs> His biggest weapon is his tongue. And he, boy, does he use it here. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I, their loyalty... This is where you're talking about the loyalty. We get back into the loyalty.
1: They're going to be oh, tested. we're talking about like the Northerners and how lucky right. they are. If they
0: read that scroll, it's going to be tested. They're loyal to John. They yeah. made him their king. And it, here's our line. I married two enemies of the house. Yeah. You know. And of course, he plays... The devil plays dumb here.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah. Well, he's one of those things like you want to make it seem like it's her idea. Right. And if you're manipulating people, you want to make it seem like it's their idea. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to boss orders. Like, that's why he's good at manipulating people is because he's just leading them to inclusion in a way that comes across as natural for the conversation.
0: Right. And he's like, don't, you know. Um, he's he, he's just like, do you know where she got that scroll? I don't know where she got it. Yeah. No, no. I'm, and I'm sure she would never do anything to harm you. No, no, of course not. Why would she?
1: Why would she? She is your sister, She is your sister, after all. And she's loyal to her family. Yeah, you know. Which actually is kind of true. She is Arya is most likely loyal to her family. And, like, even with her disagreements with Sansa, probably won't do anything. And then his best
0: line is, well, you know, maybe we could ask Brienne of Tarth for help. Because, you know, she's sworn to protect both of you. So if you two were ever to get into a conflict, hint, hint, she'd be obligated to stop it and mm-hmm. intervene. So, you know, and yeah. obviously placing the thought in Sansa's mind, well, like, yeah, I got, you're right, I need to get rid of her.
1: Yeah. In well, case I, mean, I need to take is, Arya out. It know. is letting, you know, jump to that conclusion anyway. On her own, but yeah,
0: yeah he's totally setting it up. Mm. Little bastard. Ah.
1: Ah. I don't know, I actually think Littlefinger is interesting for being that manipulative of a character.
0: See, I don't view him that way anymore. I just, he's becoming, now that, you know, there's been the three, right? So you got Joffrey... Who I still never really got my bloodlust for. I got my bloodlust satisfied with Ramsey. Yeah. And now there's Littlefinger, and he's the he's the new cocksucker of the of this season. Yeah. He was taking the place of Bolt of Ramsay. And really? Like, like yeah. not
1: not the Night King.
0: Not really. No. He's at least he's just a bad dude.
1: You know. Like you just view him as like a force of nature, just coming yeah. to like, destroy the world. Yeah. He's
0: just a, he's just an evil dude. This guy. <laughs> this guy's a twisted little. He's a rat. He looks like a rat. He is a
1: rat. Really? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the um, Gary Oldman's villain in Fifth Element.
0: Yes, yeah, a little bit, but to me, I, I, when he opens his mouth, he's got this buck teeth kind of. He looks I like a don't rat. Don't even notice the buck teeth. I do. That was the first thing. Like, when I, honestly, I
1: almost feel like you're imagining that because how much you dislike. Maybe that's him. what I'm.
0: Yes, maybe I'm projecting. Like yeah. But that's what he is. yeah he's, that. He's or the I rat. Just
1: really need to pay more attention.
0: He is totally the rat. I mean, he's now. Grant, don't get me wrong. He's had some shit happen to him. He stood up for his woman he loved, and Ned cut him through, Yeah, you know, but... I mean, he survived. And he survived it, but...
1: I mean, that's still pretty impressive.
0: But still, I, yeah, I hate him. So, yep. He, he must die. That is this... This season's must-die, even though I don't think, think it's he gonna
1: might, He might be the one that survives. Oh, well, fuck, no. If that happens, I
0: will quit Game of Thrones in any spin-off Whoa, that, dude, that might with.
1: be the Well, uh, that might be where they end it. No. Daenerys dies... Daenerys no. and Jon die fighting the White Walkers and fuck leaving man. Littlefinger to, uh, you no. know, rule the realm.
0: Nope. If that happens, I will never watch another Game of Thrones episode.
1: Like you won't watch ever. reruns.
0: Nope. Won't watch reruns. Won't watch any spinoffs. Like fuck. No. Battle of
1: Blackwater's on. Yours. Like no. Fuck done. Shit.
0: Done. Blackwater's done. Battle of the Bastards is on. Nope. 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 I haven't come this far on this journey to watch that fucker sit on the Iron <laughs> Throne.
1: <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm saying, saying, man. Like, if we're making the argument that Game of Thrones is drawing parallels from historical events sometimes assholes are the ones that sit on the throne. I
0: can't accept that. I just can't. I well, really I mean,
1: can't. It happens. I know it happens,
0: but if it happens, forget it. I'm done. We will never do another Game of Thrones podcast ever.
1: Okay. Well, a- anyway, I mean, I'm just saying. If that's where it ends, that's where it ends. I know. I, know. I mean, we wouldn't and be it we'll, whenever. And so.
0: we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But that'll really, be the most. Really?
1: You're just going like, to cancel it? Like, season finale? Yeah. Or, like, the whole series finale? We'll talk about little it. Littlefinger ends up the Iron throne, you're just going to be like, You'll, you'll actually talk about it. You're not just going to cancel it. Like, be like, no, fuck no, this shit. Never no, again.
0: No, no. What I'll do, I'll be like, yep. And in the end, he sits on the throne. Mic drop. I'm fucking done. Goodbye. And yeah. that'll be it. That'll be the end of it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm we'll, it. we'll see how next season it drops. Mic drop. Boom. Gone. You got one
1: more season, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> essentially, we're down to what, eight episodes?
0: Eight, eight episodes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because one more of the season and then seven more next. Yes. So, so okay. yeah. We'll, we'll so, find out in eight episodes.
0: I'm starting my new campaign today. Littlefinger, Littlefinger, kill little finger. Littlefinger must die. He must die. He must die. Alright. <clears> kill my pinky. Back beyond the white wall. Cat to catch a white or to catch a white walker. Um so he's, they open up with Thoros. He's not looking very good. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: You pretty much have Jorah just kind of hanging out behind him and just kind of looking at him like Please don't die yet. We yeah. don't want to kill you, too.
0: He's like, you know, he's, he's not looking real healthy. He's having a hard time keeping up. He's yeah. kind of limping, obviously. And I would, too, he's after still, being mauled by a bear and yeah. carterized. He's, uh,
1: he's still pretty humorous about the whole thing. Though. Yeah,
0: he's drinking pretty heavily, but yeah. I would, too. Um, And Jorah's kind of a well, fan. I mean,
1: he always kind of drinks a little heavily. But, yeah. And, I mean, this is talking about a show where everyone drinks kind of heavily.
0: That's true. Um, Jorah's kind of a fanboy here, though, for a second he's like, there's one thing I've always wanted to know. How did you charge the breach on Pike? (laughs) And I guess it's kind of a thing of a disappointment for Jorg when you meet your hero.
1: Yeah. And he's just like. There's that joke, never meet your heroes. Yeah. And he's like. His his argument for how he does it is super fucking funny. Yeah. He's
0: like, oh, to be honest, I was too drunk to even remember doing
1: it. Um, They uh, they told me about it the next day.
0: Yeah. Sure. (laughs) George's like, yeah, the Ironborn thought you were some kind of god flaming your sword around and going nuts and being yeah. crazy.
1: <laughs> and thought you did. were the bravest warrior and all the way. <laughs> nope,
0: nope,
1: just the drunkest. Just the
0: drunkest. <laughs> good Good dialogue. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah it, so. it really
1: makes me like the character way more. Anyway, oh, yeah. It's, which is kind of sad because he dies.
0: Yeah, but... it's kind of their build-up to make you care. Like, the world, like time. he's been
1: kind of amusing before this, but really in this episode you're like, ah, uh, he's a lovable drunk.
0: He is. Anyway, it, it makes you sad, and that's why they do it, I guess.
1: Uh, <laughs> no point killing people off. You're not going to have, you know, emotional reactions about it.
0: Right. So next thing, they kind of come up on a, I guess you would call it, a patrol of White Walkers led by... I'm going to call him a general walker, or maybe a leader walker. I don't um, know. I guess
1: it's just like a white walker, and the other ones are just the undead.
0: Maybe, maybe? that that maybe that's a better way of saying it. Yeah, he's one of the long long haired white walkers. Yeah,
1: like he's an actual like leader. Brings people back from the from dead, dead. White walker. He has that power. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I was actually just surprised they had like a small group of them because at this point, you only see them in large masses, and yeah. it doesn't really seem to be a need. To have patrols when you're that large and unstoppable killing army, I
0: kind of had the same thought. And I just at the, I just like it always
1: comes across like a weird plot point. Yeah, but I, I
0: just I choked it up to plot point because yeah. how else are you gonna capture one from the mass like in a mass of millions? Like, or it makes
1: sense to have that for a normal army. Mm-hmm. For an army that's undead and borderline unkillable and outnumbers every other fucking army ten to one. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. I think you can just charge in like a fucking wave.
0: I it, yeah I that's I had the same thing and the only thing I thought that maybe you could explain it by maybe and it's a stretch is that they're they just happen to be uh, like um, maybe just they lead the way or they're the the scouts yeah for whatever reason that they put but no, I, I in understand army.
1: like they're being scouts in the regular army I know
0: I know it doesn't make sense for like you said for an, an undead army to yeah. have that But and
1: it's not just that but like they're also going through like these small crevices and like mm-hmm. you have like the party that we're following kind of on a high ground above them and you're just like there's a lot of this that seems super convenient for this episode
0: yeah they're, he's kind of they're kind of naive mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah um I don't know and then all of a sudden, like they go into fight, and they're attacking, and John kills the one White Walker, and all the other ones disappear. And that's interesting. Oh no, it's yeah. super interesting, but it's also once again, if we're going to super convenient, it's, well, it's kind of convenient of a plot point.
0: It's interesting because when he fights just the undead, mm. they don't shatter. Yeah, it's only these leaders when he 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 kills them with the mm. sword. When he touches them with the sword, or goes to cut their heads off, or whatever. That's when they shatter. Yeah, and everyone so, takes note of that. Right. right, and because when he falls, all but one of the White Walkers disappears. Why does that one
1: survive, by the way?
0: I guess, well, eventually they, and we'll talk about it later, they come to the determination is he must have been the one that turned the other ones except for the one. Yeah, like, like, so, like that one came from a different White Walker. Different White Walker leader. And he just ended up in that group. General, right. Yeah. So,
1: so does that mean like there could have been like hundreds of others of undead that just like dropped at the same time?
0: Possibly, yeah. We, we just, just didn't, didn't see, see it. it. Yeah. And they're like, shit, what happened?
1: <laughs> like but, Oh look, Gary died. Huh? Hmm. Or Greg. Huh. Nope, that was Greg's. Greg died.
0: Oh, uh, that was Greg's Legion. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guess that's uh well I mean that's kinda convenient in its own way, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if you know, like, when one of your main guys dies, because you just lose random troops? Well,
0: and it's, it's a good weakness to know. I mean, if, if anything, that's, other than getting the White Walker, that's a big piece of information they come back with, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of the larger plot point, that is the more, like, most helpful bit of information in the entire episode. Yeah. So don't j- wrong. Later on, we learn the Night King's amazingly fucking strong, or has magical fucking lances. One of the two,
0: uh, yeah, we'll get which to is, is it. good hold, to know. Hold
1: that thought. We'll but this get is, to it. This is probably the information that's probably going to be more important in the long run.
0: But the other thing we find out, as they're trying to tie up the one le- white walker left, is he lets out like a banshee scream, which apparently is a... Yeah, it's like a how to
1: alert the other, other
0: ones. Well, yeah, and all of a sudden the rest of the horde just happens to yeah. start marching towards them.
1: Yeah, and they just come in like a motherfucking wave. wave, yeah. And, and it's... Pretty fucking badass.
0: And props to John here, he go he turns to Gentry and goes, You're the fastest. You get your ass back to Eastwatch yeah. and send a raven to get to to help our ass. Yeah.
1: He's like, there's no fucking way we deal with an entire Legion of these. Okay. We could catch one. Yeah. We can't fucking destroy all of them.
0: Yeah. But you know, and he got and he has to reiterate because Gentry's like, No, I want to say, No, you're the fastest, you fucking go. So good leadership by yeah. John.
1: And then like the hound's like, hey. He'll be faster without the hammer.
0: Actually, it was Tormund. But is it Yeah, Tormund? yeah it was yeah. Tormund. He goes, yeah, you'll be faster without this. He just yeah. grabs it. He's, he's like,
1: mm, okay, fine. It's like, this is my favorite hammer. Don't damn, lose it.
0: Damn you. <laughs> but anyway, so the rest of the group. So Gentry takes off one direction. They go another. Another,
1: yeah. You know, split up.
0: Split up, which just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and obviously they're running, but it doesn't take long for the massive horde to
2: Catch yeah, up on it them. Does it. You can literally it, see it them coming very, around very, very, the sides as they're yeah.
0: running. And uh, they come across this lake, and they step on it, and the uh, the ice starts to break. Yeah. A little bit.
1: And you can see them slowing down as they're being cautious about it. And right. That whole thing. Yeah. And I'm honestly amazed it didn't break sooner. Or, like, it seems like it was a weird timing on the ice breaking effect. Because it takes it a while to break, but then it's, like, unfrozen for, like, hours. To me, it
0: was um, it was like the only it's the only way you can make them survive that situation because
1: yeah well, that's I, my point It's like it, it's it's another one that's bits like yeah it's a little convenient
0: well you kind of have to put it there and, yeah. and for the story because, well not
1: just that but like and make it believable I, what I don't understand is why couldn't the undead just swim up through the and, ice through the ice because mm. that seems like they're undead. Like they're not they don't have an issue with ice and, and, I doubt they have issues with water
0: and it ha- later you do see them trying to pull them under the water so you yeah. got a point
1: um like, I don't see why they couldn't just swim like they're more or less all bones I'm sure they could float
0: I don't I mean know. maybe not their
1: weapons but
0: but you know to make it somewhat believable so mm. they're able to cross the ice even though it's breaking as they're running oh. but or you I mean, all... like,
1: we see the ice Kings lands later in the episode. He's right there. They're yeah. looking at him. He could have just started tossing. The bullets the, only, at
0: him. the only thing I can think of there is he doesn't want to waste his time. He knows he can wait him out.
1: I don't know. Like unless there's a limit to those like magical fucking glances he has, like
0: maybe. That could be too. We're, we're not sure. But anyway, so they make it across the ice but you put a, you know, thousands of dead on it. They start falling through the ice. Yeah. And luckily they find an island in the middle of this with, on like a rock. Yeah, it's like
1: a giant rock. <laughs> rock in the island.
0: The ice. And, yeah. And they kind of just Hang so out. they're kinda they're safe for now. Yeah, and it's I think pretty they're pretty
1: much sitting there for like hours.
0: Oh, a whole all night. Yeah. Yeah. A whole night literally, we find out later. So um <clears throat> so after running all night, Gendry finally makes it back to the wall.
1: Yeah. Collapses like, like Five feet from, from it. it. And Dallis, and they see him, so it, yeah. it's cool.
0: Dallas picks him up. He's like, send a raven. Yeah. Maester, now. You know, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those nice little plot point moments that we are getting used to from the last couple of episodes.
0: Yep. And keep him... We're staying beyond the wall, and it's now morning, and you can see where they're on the island... And they're completely surrounded, and I do mean completely surrounded right. by the undead on it's all sides. It's actually pretty
1: cool looking from like a long shot yeah. sort of thing, or from like the wide view.
0: Yeah, and it, it's uh, and it's interesting because we also find out they are very much linked because the hound kicks the the captured one mm. pissed off, and you hear the rest of
1: them get pissed, get off. pissed off when he does it. So yeah. they
0: definitely have a connection mm. with each other.
1: Um, Do you think he's only connected to like people in his own legion, or like to all of them?
0: I think he's a connect. There's probably a greater connection there because it's not just one section. Yeah, it sounds which like, is
1: interesting because essentially then they're like an undead hive. Yes, very which much is kind so. of a weird sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so I would think that the Night King himself has ultimate control. Yeah, and then you have these legions mm. under underneath him with his leaders. Yeah, well, it's interesting know. because
1: when they're talking Where about generals. how they can actually get out of it, they're talking about like. We don't have to beat all of them. We just have to beat that fucker, fucker. right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Barrack points which, that out, which
1: is a fair point. Yeah. At the same time, you still have to go through all those other fuckers to get to him.
0: And then, of course, also in this scene, we we Thoros passes away in his sleep. Yeah. So we we get that nice little build up, and there, there's 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 yeah. the death. Um, unfortunate. He was an interesting character, not maybe not fully flushed out. Yeah, no, like he was but, more of
1: a side character for the most part. For the
0: most part, but they did make him.
1: Yeah, he was interesting and end, kind of funny at the
0: end so um obviously john says we need to burn the body and he's
1: because you don't want just a random white walker popping up, up right yeah
0: there. so he's like well where are we gonna get fire and of course barrack's like yeah
1: here you go well then he also has like that little sort of prayer thing for it as well sure yeah he says
0: his words and whatnot and then a little little burial viking funeral kind of sort of thing and on the rock mm. um and then, then this is where they make that distinction. And they're like, well, why did most of them cr- crumble when you killed the leader? And mm-hmm. that's when John's like, well, maybe they're, he's the one that turned them in there for Yeah,
1: it. which so. is a weird, interesting, like, play back to, like, old, like, uh, like vampire mythology sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, very like, much like, where so. where you kill, like, the main vampire, or, like, you transform the ones he turned back or something. Or some werewolves, like. same
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whoever is your creator, you know, mm. returns you, is, you know.
1: Yeah, like, it, it somehow just, like, pat. It's like yeah. you destroy the curse of the base and like everyone infected like is
0: redeemed. He's redeemed shit. from it, yeah. yeah that, at least that's how that... In some of the incantations. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: not something that's really in the modern versions as much. Not as
0: much, no. Uh, I think the last time we saw it was like American Werewolf in Paris, I think. It was the last Maybe. time I saw it. In you the that more modern thing? stuff. I think there
1: was like a 2000 remake of uh, the Werewolf that had that as well. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Or the, the Wolfman or whatever. Okay.
0: So, there you go. Um, and then, obviously, John also says Danny's our only chance, you know, hmm. you know. Which is
1: fair. I mean, there's a fucking lot of dead people. <laughs> They're surrounded. And
0: this is where Barrack also, we just pointed out earlier, he's like, well, if we kill him, hmm. then, you know, we yeah. don't have to worry about the rest.
1: Yeah. Well, because, I mean, that might be true. You might be able to kill, like, the Night King, and it might kill the other White Walkers.
0: Yeah. They like, the White kill. Walkers might
1: actually just be, the like, the one the Night King brought back. Yeah. And then well, they just brought back the undead.
0: Yeah, so if you hit, you cut off the head, then the rest of the body yeah. dies, right? So that's kind of his thing. And then Barrett kind of, he, he's keeping his religious beliefs about him. He's like, I think it's my destiny to kill that guy. Yeah. Maybe it's our destiny, John, to kill that guy. Maybe that's why we're brought
1: back. Yeah. You know? And he's, well, I feel like he's kind of jumping the guy. Yeah, a little bit. Honest. He
0: is, but he's he's trying to get John pumped up to do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: like, we're gonna be fighting here soon. Let's go kill some Mother motherfuckers.
0: motherfuckers. If we're going out, I'm going after that motherfucker first. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. All right, next scene is invitation to King's Landing. Uh, not a very big scene. This is just basically Sansa getting rid of Brienne. Uh, yeah, but
1: it's it's an interesting scene because I don't remember Sansa having an invitation to King's Landing.
0: She gets the squirrel. She gets a raven.
1: Oh, does she? Yeah. Like did they actually show that earlier? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She gets
0: the raven, and she's like, "What?" Brienne's like, "What is it?" It's an invitation to King's Landing, mm. and then the next scene is her sending Brienne. Yeah, you know, you will go in my, you're going to go in my place, Brienne. You know, you're going to represent me. I'm, I'm a, not a child anymore. I'm a lady of
1: Winterfell. Also, it's like uh, I'm not going back until you know, while yeah. Lannisters in charge, yeah. and that's fair. Mm-hmm. But it clearly is also a very convenient plot point to get Brienne out.
0: And to Brienne's point, she makes the counterpoint. She's like, I'm not leaving you here with Littlefinger. Yeah. And she knows. She's like, I, I don't uh, trust that fucker. Her. Not even a little bit. At least let me leave Podrick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me leave somebody. Yeah. She's like, she eventually has no, she's like, no, I'm not leaving leave Winterfall. I'm home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she just shuts her down. You better leave now.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's actually kind of an yeah. asshole about it, to be honest. She's a real bitch, yeah. For someone who's like, Brienne really goes out of her way to try to Help work her. in her best interest, yeah. And really, he's just like, "No, this is what you're fucking doing."
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: even goes out to the like point out, like you've mentioned, Jamie was always, you know, you know, kind to you, or like at least pleasant with you, or whatever. Right? Exactly. It's Like, really. Not even something you had to bring up, man. She's just
0: trying to butter her up to go, you know? And eventually she just has to shut her down, and she does, but...
1: Yeah, she goes, ends of the line, like, it's a long journey, you better leave soon, (laughs) sort of thing. So
0: once again, Littlefinger gets his fucking way, little bastard. Mm -hmm. Prick. So, all right, let's go on to a better scene. Uh, Danny to the rescue. Um, I like this little back and forth between Tyrion and her. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you see Danny. number one, where did she get the winter outfit? all of a sudden it was cool looking i mean
1: she she is a queen in her right she probably has a war
0: for For war okay i'll give you that but yeah there's a nice little Tyrion's like you can't go it's too dangerous Mm. you know there the risk you can't go to the most dangerous place on earth you know i've you know he's trying to make people
1: have actually come back from beyond the wall
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) and she's like well what would you have me do she's like nothing
1: yeah and he actually makes the argument, like, nothing can sometimes be the hardest thing, thing to do. Yeah. And that's fair.
0: Yeah, and he, he he makes making fair points. He goes, if you die, we are lost. Don't you yeah. understand?
1: We have... You are the center of this entire cause. operation. Yeah.
0: The cause is lost. If you die...
1: And this goes back to his you. later point of, like, yeah. we don't have a successor. Yeah. If you die, this entire insurrection dies. And that just... That just
0: pisses her off because, you know, when you think about it, she has to go. I mean, Jorah has saved her life, what, countless times. Mm. So you got Jorah up there. She obviously has a thing for John. You know, it, she's going to go. There's yeah. just no stopping her at this point.
1: Well, at this point, she also has, you know, the speech from Lady Tyrell, you're a dragon, be a dragon sort of thing. Right,
0: in her, yeah, and you she's know. really, she's kind of right in her own way.
1: Yeah, in know. some ways.
0: But, you know... And then the big line that he she hits back at him with is, you know, I listened to you once to do nothing. I'm not listening to you this time. Yeah. It, to me, that's like, wow. Yeah, she just shuts you down again. If I'm Tyrion, I'm thinking I'm losing faith. My queen's losing faith in me pretty damn quick yeah. at this point.
1: There's an argument to be made for that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the biggest point of all this is not only does she take Drogon with her, she takes all three dragons yeah. with her. Like time. She's
1: going to face the White Walkers and see if they're real and fight them head on if they are.
0: If they are, she's going to try to obliterate them. That's what I'm thinking she's thinking at the time yeah. anyway. So, so yeah. <clears throat> All right, so back to the north of the Wall, uh, what I like to call the battle at the uh, Lake of Death, maybe. <laughs> I think they're calling it the battle with the White Walkers beyond the Wall is what they're calling it. Um,
1: that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's a very apt description. It
0: is. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much the good death. Um, the hound being a moron, um, just kind of
1: being frustrated. Yeah, he's just being bored and just is being an asshole. Frustrated, pissed off. So he's just off. trying to throw rocks at, like, the dead guy's face. Yeah, and he, he, and he sits hits one. He
0: hits one, knocks the jaw off, and he's like, I'll just get a bigger one. And he throws yeah. the bigger one, and it lands right at his fucking feet.
1: Yeah. Well, it yeah. skips across the pond, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, that looks solid.
0: And the one that he took the jaw out just kind of looks down. Looks up, looks down again, and then just starts
1: walking. Yeah, it's actually kind of amusing meet it in a lot of ways. <laughs> it really is.
0: <laughs> and, of course, obviously the rest of them start
1: to, to yeah. follow. Yeah, mind. One win, all wins. All went. Win. They, um, they know what's up.
0: And at this point, other than two other lackeys, there's only really seven of these guys left, so really I guess nine total. Yeah. So you got nine guys standing on a rock in the middle of an island. And honestly,
1: like... you forget the two are there. Yeah. If we're being if you're being com- And the only like, reason you know is because they get killed real yeah, quick. The, well, the funny thing is, like, during this episode, I saw one get killed on the scene. It was like, when did that dude get
0: there? Where was he there? I did the same yeah. thing. And then you see another one fall into the hive. You're like, who the
1: fuck's that guy?
0: Dude, and the one that falls off the rock, he gets it worst of all. He just falls into a mound of them, and they tear him to pieces. All yeah. you see is blood spurting yeah.
1: out. Well, they was get tormented there for a bit, too. Almost, almost. Like, he gets real close, like... For a moment, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to kill another dude we kind of like.
0: Uh, I was really going to be pissed off if yeah, he because I really like Tormund a lot.
1: Yeah. No, but he really was looking like they were going to kill well, off Tormund.
0: And you know it's bad, because Tormund, here's a really tough dude, he's asking for help. He's like, somebody help me at some yeah. point. Nobody's helping him at first, because they can't get to him, and I'm yeah. like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I was expecting that to continue for, like, another minute of just him being, like, torn limb from limb. Yeah,
0: so John's like, fall back, and they fall back to the rock, and then you see the... The last lackey get killed falls into them, you know, like I said, and they tear him
1: to pieces. Yeah. And you have like John kind of pushed up against this the cliff. cliff.
0: And it's, you're starting to get that suffocating feeling almost from the Battle of the Bastards because yeah. they're just drawing in and around a yeah. circle and getting closer and closer and closer. And it's just like, and oh, it's just
1: surrounding you and just inching in, yeah, yeah.
0: And then, of course, in the mind, you're like, come on, Danny, come on, Danny, come on, Danny. And they, yeah. they you know, and then they hit the music, and of course. Yeah. Very cool scene.
1: It's funny, were like, you when know, the dragon blast fire, you can see them all, all dot.
0: Die, yeah. It, it comes over top.
1: Yeah. You know, they
0: do the, the dramatic scene of her flying over top. Mm. Pretty cool to see that, see the dragons just laying yeah, waste well, to them. not him. only that,
1: but, like, laying waste to, like, the zombies or the White, White Walkers, Walkers or whatever we're calling them. Yeah. And just seeing, like, the ice melt beneath, beneath them. Beneath them, yeah. And, uh, and them falling, you know, into, like, yeah. what I, apparently is just frozen over ocean.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much, it's, well, it's, yeah, it could be ocean. I think it's just a lake at this point, but It really still,
1: could go either way. Either way, it doesn't matter. Just, it's a very deep set of water.
0: Yeah, but you're finally, and you're finally like, yes, finally, you know, they're, they're killing White Walkers and yeah. uh, by hundreds, you know. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, just each dragon passing That's through, true. you know, blowing flames and fire. just like killing out legions of them.
0: And you see Drogon land and he breathes out fire when one's around him, just yeah. takes them out. It's just freaking awesome yeah. at, at this point. Um. So yeah. So dragon lands while the other two are kind of keeping like a perimeter, perimeter, you know, trying to keep them safe and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, here's where John continues to fight the dead, and this is this kind of pissed me off a little bit. I'm that like,
1: he didn't just jump on the dragon. Yeah, just
0: get on the fucking dragon and go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think part of him was almost wondering, like, maybe I can fight the night king.
0: And he's just. I mean, I know he's pissed off and he's he wants revenge and he's just cutting through the the yeah. dead guys. But well,
1: that year that or he actually just didn't want like them to actually attack other people while they're retreating on.
0: Their it, it, really what he's doing is he's trying to make room for them to escape. He's trying yeah. to sacrifice himself yet again, but really, in this case, he got a dragon fire breathing. It's really unnecessary. Yeah. Really not needed. I mean, he can knock him over with his tail, he can,
1: you yeah, know... Yeah, the dragon's gonna be okay. He's gonna
0: be alright, but you know, typical John style always jumping on the grenade. Yeah. Here we go again. Alright, yeah. so... Then the next scene uh, is the the Night King, one of his generals, hands him a huge-ass fucking
1: ice spear. Yeah. It's more or less just a giant ice javelin. Javelin.
0: Uh, a stick with a big, giant ice spear javelin. Oh, I thought know. it was just like
1: a pure thing of ice.
0: No, it's actually got like a stick on it. Oh, is there? But on the ends, on both ends are... Because it is like a javelin. On the, both ends are ice. Oh, Okay. Ice uh, spears.
1: Or oh, okay. Rock on. I just assumed yeah. it was like a solid piece of ice. It
0: would use. have kind of been cooler if it was, I think. But no, it was actually like a stick. Oh, and okay. then well, That's cool, too. They had the blades on each end. Yeah. No, that's cool, too. And of course, so you see, and as soon as he picked it up, I'm like, son of a bitch, I know it's coming. I yeah. know it's coming. And sure enough, he takes it. He doesn't even throw it.
1: I think it, he kind of throws it. like, But it's not like he doesn't go for that running start. Right. He like, just kind of boop.
0: boop. Goes yeah. right at Visceron,
1: and dude, like it goes far.
0: It goes far. It goes fast, and he's fucking deadly accurate. Yeah, because it cuts right through the side as yeah, and You just
1: see blood just yeah. falling off.
0: I mean, viscerin is blowing out fire at the same time, and when he does it, fire comes out the side of him.
2: Yeah, because like, so it like, pierces long. Yeah, he p-
0: pierced like his like the side of his neck, I think, and down into his lungs. And... Yeah. He
1: crashes. Well, the funny thing is, like, you actually see him throw another one later on, and it misses. Yeah. But it still keeps going. Yes. But you don't see where the you fuck it you starts You don't see it come down, no. It just, it just goes.
0: Yeah, so the, obviously there's some serious magic going on here. Well, I
1: mean, like, you look at, like, the amount of force necessary to, like, like the Lancers think to actually kick down a dragon, mm-hmm. and it's, like, an anti, like, fortress weapon. Like, it's a siege weapon, essentially. Yeah. And this dude just boop, boop. And all of a sudden, he's just, like, killing dragons going that accurate. Like, you give that dude, like, a hundred of those spears, and he just keeps, like, throwing them off, man. Like, he can pretty much take out armies without his army.
0: And it's it's one of those rare times where it's such a big scene that even the dead stop fighting for two seconds along with everybody else while they watch this dragon. Just Fall. Fall. And crash is like wow, go down in like flames. I never
1: saw that in my life, Sam.
0: Yeah, it, it, it everybody just stops, which is really, yeah, I mean, they,
1: even with like Daenerys, is like the dragons were borderline indestructible well, up to this point.
0: Up to this point, in the dead of stop drag, everybody just stops and watch it happen and watches him crash into the ocean or into the lake or whatever it is, then mm-hmm. sinks underneath the yeah. water. It, with the dragon blood everywhere, by the way, which yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. And like, it's kind
1: of that point where you kind of see John like, okay, getting on the dragon, gotta leave, gotta leave.
0: Yeah, time to go. And unfortunately, John is overtaken <laughs> um, because John sees him grab the second spear. Yeah. He sees him grab that second spear. He's like, go, go now. Yeah. And he sacrifices himself and keeps fighting these guys and he gets pulled underwater. Yeah. And at that point I'm thinking John I'm not sure he's gonna survive it at that point. Yeah,
1: but at the same time he's already been brought back from the dead once. We've already had that like close to dying thing with Torm on this episode. Like Yeah. I'm not sure they brought him back just to have him like save like the group that was trying to catch the White Walker.
0: I had the same thing. I was thinking the same thing, but I'm like, you know what, this is Game of Thrones. Yeah. And
1: Well, I mean, honestly, you have like after they take off, like you almost see Jorah fall off the dragons, like that almost would have been more like predictable or understandable, like yeah. than like actually letting John die at this
0: point. That's true. Um, but Danny finally leaves, seeing John pulled under the water. She stops for a second, but
1: yeah, you know,
0: she goes. He throws the second spear, and it dragon kind of does a maneuver, and yeah, like barely it,
1: it misses, but just barely,
0: just barely. Uh, with a whole group of back, with all group on their back, and also. The other thing we should mention is when they put the White Walker on the dragon, mm. the dumbass Hound puts him on one of his scales. Yeah. And it actually goes through the the, the back of the White, the White Walker. Walker. Yeah. So my question is, the White Walker's alive when we last see him, but will he survive the King's Landing?
1: Yeah, he'll be fine.
0: You think so? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Because pretty much in order to kill like the White Walkers or the ones we've seen, you have to like borderline take off their fucking head.
0: I know, but this is—it's a dragon. It's a dragon scale that goes through him. I just wonder. I, I
1: think it'll be fine.
0: Okay, I, I, I mean
1: personally, I think it'd be fine. Like, he could be wrong, but I feel like if that was an issue, it would have—we would have known it by now. Man, we would have well, known it by the end of the episode.
0: I don't know because we don't—we won't know no, until no, they get because, to King's Landing.
1: Well, no, because naris has already landed. Like she landed at the uh, one and gate, e- at East Gate, yeah. yeah. And so and when they they would have pulled the drag or the White Walker off the drive. you think gate. it would
0: have died instantly. See, I think it's going to die
1: slowly now. Oh, I mean, maybe. But I mean, you could also make the argument maybe if it gets too far away, the de- undead get too far away from a White Walker, they might die also. It could That could happen as well. Because there's like a link there, sort of thing. But it's
0: been injured, severely injured anyway. If, if you can severely injure the undead, I don't know.
1: I, I think it will be okay. We'll like, see. I, I mean, you, you can make a technicality that the physics of it should work that way. Yeah. But I don't think the plot point's going to go that way.
0: Okay, so John miraculously. Pulls himself out of the water,
2: mm.
0: and I'm wondering if, and this is just this is a far fetched, but the, the thought did go through my head, because the dragon is down there and it bled. Mm. I wonder if the dragon's blood did something to, to help John survive,
1: like Be, it warmed the water,
0: warmed the water, or kept him alive to fight off the White Walkers because he was underwater for, for probably, you know, at least several, a couple, minutes. several minutes at this point. Um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. What do you think about that um, theory? Maybe, I mean, I could be off the I mean, left field there, with it. If there but... is
1: anything that's the case, I don't think it would ever come up in any plot points, so okay. probably not. Okay. Well, Honestly, I thought the fact that he comes up, you see the White Walkers notice him, and then, like, his uncle, like, roams in and, like, starts throwing, like, the little mm-hmm. lantern thing. Right. Like, that was more out of left field for me than this him surviving.
0: I thought it was a good use. Uh, oh yeah, it definitely
1: is because he is still out there. Yeah, because like, as soon as episode. he
0: gets out of the water, the dead see him and they're they're they're, go- they're going to attack him. Yeah, and luckily you see Cold Hands, aka Benji, Uncle Benji rides in, and uh, John's not even sure who he is at first. But luckily, there's like, no time.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Hi, Uncle Benji." Get yeah, the horse go.
0: He takes off his stuff. He's like, Uncle Benji. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you gotta go, and really, John it's has... a really to, good time
1: on his part, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and, you know, Uncle Benji, he sacrifices himself, and John kind of has to respect that, because he just did the damn same thing himself
1: yeah. at that point. That, and I mean, John's pretty much just about to collapse, so... Yeah. What can he do, right?
0: So, he, he puts him on his horse, sends him on his way, and Benji goes out fighting, yeah. you know? Which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like he has that little lantern he kind of swings around, and like yeah. you just have like fireballs hitting like the undead. It's kind yeah, of awesome.
0: I would like to have seen him a little bit more because he was half White Walker, which I always thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, I never really got how that worked out. But... Yeah,
0: like the he was on he was in the process of turning, and the the children of the forest found him and oh, saved him. Okay, got gotcha. it. So he's kind of he was bound not he couldn't go past the wall because of it.
1: But yeah, yeah, that's still kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so you know it was kind of neat, kind of a neat thing anyway, like yeah. a half undead or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so it was it was a good send off though for Uncle
1: Benji though, yeah. I guess.
0: You know, fulfilled his purpose maybe.
2: Yeah.
0: So alright, so finally back at Eastwatch, uh we see the hound put a live White Walker in the boat.
1: Yeah. So, so still live for now anyway. For
0: now anyway. Um, the Hound and Barrick park ways it's kind of funny Barrick's like well perhaps we'll see each other again and Hound's Hound's like like, fucking hope not I fucking hope not (laughs) I hope the fuck not Um, and then of course they go to the top of the wall and they see Danny looking off the wall
1: yeah just kind of hoping John will stumble his way back I guess
0: (laughs) then you see Jory's like it's time to go you know, I finally got you to myself. <laughs> it's like five more minutes. Just five more minutes.
1: Then all of a sudden so you, you see John team. just riding again. <laughs>
0: you you got to think George is going, Oh, come on, man. Really? Son of a
1: bitch. <laughs> it's hard to say at this point.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so they, And then for some reason, instead of taking dragons back, they put John on the boat. Maybe this is why she's on the boat. Instead yeah, of taking well,
1: dragons. it most likely is so that they actually can... Yeah. Like, kind of treat him, because he might not be in condition to actually to fly, yeah.
0: So, John, so, on the boat, you know, she stays with him, and John, they strip John down in the bed, and she yeah. sees... Well, it's interesting,
1: because you actually see, like, the clothing frozen on him. Like, it yeah. actually is, like, stripped off, like, well, yeah, skin or bone or something. Yeah,
0: you see Davis like, literally rip it off of him. Yeah. You know? But the interesting point is, Danny finally gets to see John's scars and see... Yeah, him. and that it
1: wasn't just... Just, like, bullshit. hyperbole. Like right? he really did die from the cough from his young people.
0: Yeah, he took a blade to the night, through his abdomen and to yeah. the heart. So, um, but yeah, so it's kind of an interesting moment. Okay, so the other big scene.
1: Which is, this is a pretty badass scene. This is a badass scene.
0: Um, Sansa in Arya's room. So, obviously, Sansa is scared enough to go looking for this.
1: No, try note. to destroy it or right. obtain it or something. So, she goes
0: into Arya's Quarters, bedroom, whatever would be. And, uh, you know, she's just looking for it. And then she comes across her bag. Yeah. With the many faces in it. Yeah. And, which I
1: didn't know she was carrying around. I didn't either. I thought which she kind of cool. discarded them. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's kind of cool. She picks it up. and then she picks up the second one. And if the second one was actually Walter Frey. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. It was a nice
1: little throwback.
0: And yeah. I thought for sure she was going to say something like,
1: Walter Frey?
0: What the yeah. hell? You know, kind of make that connection. Oh, yeah.
1: And plenty these. old. Arya doesn't even mention being like, yeah, I'm the one that destroyed the entire fucking House of Frey. Yeah. that would like, not even come up.
0: It would have been great for Sansa to know that. Yeah. And like, I had destroyed to her the fear.
1: entire house of our enemies. On my own. Yeah.
0: Just so you know.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but that would have been cool. But no, that doesn't but No, matter. There's
1: still a lot of interesting back and forth throughout the scene. Like, when you hear Arya just explaining that what the faces are and how she goes that the story. Like, when we were younger, we both wanted to be different people. Right. Yeah, you like wanted it's really. You nice wanted to
0: life. be a queen next to a, a, you know, a big strong king, and, and I wanted to be sit on the throne, yeah. and I wanted to be a knight. But well, neither
1: of us got to be those people because gr- with these I can. Be. Right,
0: because this world doesn't let girls be what they want, but now I can be whatever I want to be.
2: Yeah,
0: and I can live. And then what's real creepy is she goes, "I get to live in their skin." Yeah, that's that's like the horror part of the whole yeah. scene that makes like, it. that makes creepier. Like, but then she yeah. like
1: grabs a knife and she's like. All I had to do if I wanted to live in yours is just cut off your face.
0: I wonder what it would be like to wear all those pretty dresses and yeah. be the lady of Winterfell.
1: But it's interesting because then she just hands her the knife and walks off. Yeah. But at the same time, clearly terrified the shit out of her. Well,
0: yeah, because she even adds the line. She goes, after she says all that, like, I could wear your dresses and I could be the lady of Winterfell. All I need is your face. Yeah. And then that's when she flips the dagger over yeah. and leaves. Mic drop big time. Well, these um, those
1: things like... It really adds to, like, Sons' fears and paranoia about it. Yeah. But at the same time, Arya clearly doesn't seem like she has any intention of actually no, doing
2: anything. No,
0: I think it's it's just a, it's a giant warning. It's yeah. like, if you betray Jon, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Mm. Don't get the thought out of your head and get your thought now. It's a serious warning. Yeah. It's basically Arya taking a shot across the bow at yeah. her sister. I mean, is it total? Is it creepy? Is it dark side? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it it really is just a warning at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But it is a damn good scene. Oh, it's a
1: great fucking scene. We don't do it
0: justice by talking about it. You just have to see it. No, because and, it because,
1: builds up that tension so much better than we ever could. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. We could. I, there's no way. I mean, so this is one instance where listening to us doesn't do it justice. So definitely watch it. I
1: think in many cases that might be the case. In in all
0: cases with this show, yes, that's true. But especially in this case, because the back and forth is so well-written. The dialogue is very well-written. It's very
1: crisp. It's not, like, there's not excessive, like, points. It's really very, like, streamlined.
0: Yeah, very much so. All right, so uh, back on the love boat. I mean, Danny and John and the captain's quarters of the boat. Um... (laughs) They're sailing back to Dragonstone. One thing I noticed, though, when they're sailing back, there's no dragons.
1: Yeah. Apparently, the two dragons she has left just went back on their own. Yeah,
0: maybe she sent them on their own, or maybe she sent somebody on them. I I don't think they'd let anybody else ride them, but I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, she didn't leave Uh, them. Maybe they
1: just went off to fish and get food.
0: Maybe, or the worst thing she could do is leave them at the wall. Hopefully, she didn't do that. Yeah. But there is something to point out. You don't see the dragons um, when they do the shot of the boat before they go into the, the captain's quarters. Uh, John's obviously very sorry for the loss of her dragons. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, they make the point of them being like her children and, mm-hmm. you know, how he, he knows how attached she was to them and all that sort of stuff.
0: And it's interesting that she brings that up again because it's almost twofold. Because um, she's she says, you know, I can never have children and those are like my children to me. She's reinstating the importance of the dragons, but at the same time, she's almost communicating to John. She knows, like... If we get together, there's not going to be any errors. Mm. It's like she's letting him know that in a kind of a strange I mean, way. I could
1: definitely see how you could be with that way. Yeah, it,
0: it was like it was a two, you know, double meaning to me when she, she mm. said that line.
1: I thought, anyway, I don't yeah, know. It, it had dual purposes within the context It the it, it did.
0: Um, and uh, it, was fu- it was good to see her even commit, though, first and go, you know, I'm glad we went. Mm. You have to see this. To, to understand. and Yeah.
1: She wants to, she's glad she knows what enemy she has to face. Right.
0: And she's like, and she goes, I swear to you, we will kill the Night King together. Yeah.
1: And it's at that, that point, he's like, well, I'll, he pretty much bends the knees. like, well, I can't physically yeah, bend the knee the because knee. I can't get out of bed. But, yeah,
0: And then the whole line with Danny. And she's like, you know, the last person to call me Danny, I think it was my brother. That's not really good company. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's so like, like oh, let's find something else then How about my queen. My queen.
0: And of course, you know, that's, A huge moment.
1: Yeah, it's been like three episodes in the making. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, maybe four. But anyway, uh, you know, he makes the point: the Northerners will come to see what I've seen in you. Yeah, she's like, I hope I deserve it. You do. Blah blah. blah.
1: It's very sentimental, and it's very, it's, it's, it's a nice little scene. It's,
0: it's, uh, it's almost Romeo and Juliet, almost in a way. Their love, a little bit. It's not so much tragic, but it's. It's it's propelled by tragic events or, you know, intense things that because the bomb happens really quick.
1: I mean kinda, but you know I And mean, you know, romance is gonna happen quickly. I know,
0: it but it's 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 I guess it's it's an attraction, but it's the way they come to really bond that closely Well, yeah, because they're in similar together. scenarios.
1: They both actually care for the people they're ruling and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but there is a lot of characteristics that are similar.
0: It's like love through, you know, tragic situations. You well, know, I mean, it's love in a tragic situation. situation yeah, which usually does I mean,
1: it is mutual. It's all the same things that still make romance work. You know, they have sure. mutual desires, mutual concerns, and just, you know... Some level of attraction, most likely.
0: It, it works for the moment. I just wonder if it would last, I don't know, beyond. No, I, don't know. I don't know. Not that it matters.
1: But, anyway.
0: Um, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, last scene of the...
1: the. Yeah, this is the uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the resu- kind of interesting little takeaway or the, you know, the surprise. The
0: resurrection of Viseron or the Viseron, the white walking dragon. Um, so somehow, these White Walkers get their hands on huge-ass chains out of nowhere. <laughs> it's really was the only point of this whole thing that I had a hard time with disbelief, you know. Just the giant chains. Just finding giant chains north of the wall in the middle of fucking nowhere that yeah. just happen to be 50-ton chains.
1: Yeah, they're, they're very specialized equipment. Yeah. It's, it's rare to find it at random.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been cooler to have those um, giant White Walkers, like, just hop in the, the lake and push the dragon out yeah. with the help of the that or stuff just them. watching
1: the dragon rise on or, or like it's on that.
0: or yeah or I think you even said we were talking about it before the
1: podcast like having, just having the Night King dive in dive in resurrect them and, and have them ride
0: up fly out of it would have been much cooler um, oh, no, I
1: think visually this works really it well worked. it, it worked but yeah cool. like the chains are a random little loophole yeah, yeah. a random little like
0: plot plot, right? plot point yeah Um. so eventually with these chains and there's the masses of them pulling on the chains. They eventually pull the dragon back out of uh, the water. The, water. Uh, the night king walks up to it, touches it, and I, you see it coming a mile away. And oh, yeah. of course, it opens its eye and it's blue. blue. Yeah. Um, so
1: the night king and his undead army now have one of the most dangerous fucking weapons in Westeros. Yeah,
0: they now have their own nuclear weapon. They, you know, essentially.
1: Yeah. Uh, they they have built their navy they or they're, they're Air Force. Their Air
0: Force, yes. Um, so the big question, the first question I had, and we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, will it breathe fire or ice, perhaps?
1: Uh, I think it's more likely it's going to breathe, breathe ice due to the whole fact that the White Walkers have some weird sort of ice power sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're going to go flame, maybe a blue flame, like that really hotter, higher-intensity flame. I really like
0: that idea, especially if you're going up against a wall of ice. Yeah. But you also pointed out to me that he could breathe ice and freeze yeah. the ocean around the east part of Eastwatch. Yeah, and they could, get you could around,
1: essentially just walk around it you don't even have to worry about the yeah. entire wall.
0: So either way it works. Yeah. But either way it would be super cool. Yeah, pretty much. I'm,
1: either way it's going to be interesting
0: to see. Oh, definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, wow, what an episode of what a another badass ending they have they really know how to do their endings well yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean especially this season
0: yeah so uh Aaron real quick uh you're great for this episode
1: uh I'm gonna say a B plus to an A minus just cause there's some weird little plot holes here and there okay um have random people being killed off that you didn't realize were there. Giant chains appearing out of nowhere. Okay. Um, but overall, it's, it's actually a really good episode, and it is still worth watching. Like none of the plot holes really diminish the storyline. Mm-hmm. They're just weird little nitpicky things that you can point out, and it just it throws you out of the moment for like three seconds at a time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm actually going to give it a little higher. I give it a solid A. I'm not going to give it an A plus for the same reasons the small plot holes the plot things you know this where the nerd the comic book nerd would go worst episode ever um not really it's its just minor things here and there uh otherwise though I love the the back and forth that between the the not so band of brothers becoming a band of brothers essentially uh around the wall the Arya Sansa plot line taking hold th- that whole dynamic happening with really great dialogue there really great writing uh, it just, it's just—it's a really good. It's another great episode, and what's been a phenomenal season so, so far. Absolutely. So, uh, next week we got the, uh, the season finale. Uh, from the previews I've seen, it looks like we finally get the meeting between Cersei, and Cersei Danny. Danny, and John. Yep. So, big things are happening. All right, real quick, where can you find uh, Four Midwest Guys? Uh, it's real simple. Just go to the number four, Midwest guys.com. Again, that's the number four, Midwest guys.com. One more time. The number four, Midwest guys.com. There you can find links to our iTunes, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our YouTube, everything you need. Even the podcasts themselves are there in chronological order. Or if you just want to listen to one particular podcast in order, you go and click on the links on the top. So if you just like the night's watch, this podcast, you click the Night's Watch. If you like our uh, other uh, Game of Thrones uh, quick recap show, which is the House of Zanardelli, our spin-off podcast, if you will, you just click House of Z. If you want Star Wars Rebels, you click Star Wars Rebels. It's all right there, and it's all categorized for you there. So you can find everything you need, one-stop shop, the number four, dot midwestguys.com. Alright, well thanks for joining us. Yep, no problem. Absolutely, and this is B Willie saying, well, we'll
2: catch you next time.